Welcome to Bow Talks, a podcast by Banking on Women, which is a student society at the University of Melbourne. We are dedicated to empowering, educating and encouraging our members in the financial and professional services industries. Bow would like to respectfully acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulon Nations, who are the traditional custodians of this land, on which we will be recording this podcast on. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to our new season of Bow Talks. My name's Imogen and I'm the podcast director for this year, so you're probably hearing quite a bit more from me. So to kick off the season, we have Bella and Gabby, the two co-presidents of Banking on Women, who will be talking through the fundamentals of first year and everything you need to know. Gabby, Bella, it's great to have you on today. To start us off, could you tell us both a little bit about your time at uni so far? Hi, Imogen. I'm doing a commerce degree. I started in 2020 and I'm majoring in eco finance. So I'm a little bit different. So I am in an arts degree and I'm majoring in politics and international studies and minoring in development. Awesome. Love that we have a bit of diversity across our guests. Into our first question, I think this is definitely something that I was super confused with when I started uni, but how do you know what subjects to do each semester? Well, I know for me, it's really, I don't know what subjects I'm doing next semester because my study plan is really confusing. Um, I think it might be easier for commerce because there's a lot more required subjects. But I know for my degree, there's actually very few required subjects. So I just have to complete um, roughly sort of three subjects a year to complete my major. And then obviously a breadth or a few breadths. And then the rest is like totally up to me. Um, so... I did find it confusing at first because the study plan didn't set up the major. It You had to sort of look online and then try and align your subjects with the major requirements. Um, but now I've sort of got the hang of it. And then other than that, I basically just go through the subject guide um, and search up like <laughs> politics in the subject guide and find a class that I think looks interesting. And then I add that into my study schedule. Yeah, awesome. I think I was so confused when I um, started at uni and realised that, like, you can literally just pick anything you want. Like, it makes yeah. it quite overwhelming, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I just, I can literally pick whatever I want. And it can be from any any subject area, really, because they're just free points, essentially. Yeah. Um, and it makes it, I suppose, it makes it overwhelming because I always at the start of the semester sort of think, oh, I should do something that will help me in the future. And then by the end, I'm like, I should have done sports coaching. Like, that was, that yeah. was really <laughs> For sure. I've got to take advantage of the fun subject. Yeah. <laughs> How, what about you with commerce, Gabby? Yeah, so first year, it's all mostly compulsory subjects. Um, so it's pretty laid out for you. And then um, the same sort of thing in second and third year. You just want to go through what subjects you need to do for your major. You've got more choice about what you want to be studying. Um, if you're doing two majors, there's probably going to be more compulsory subjects you need to do. But if you're just doing one, then you still have the chance to go through and do those interesting subjects you want to. But yeah, um, I was thinking of doing sport coaching, Bella, but I think I'm going to go with something like <laughs> business law. Or... <laughs> um, not quite as fun. <laughs> yeah, I found for commerce, they have a PDF on the website that literally like steps out every single subject you should do in first year, which I just followed to the mm-hmm. letter because I had no idea what to do. And then I think it like gets a lot easier as you go on. So yeah, that's good to look out for. And we kind of touched on it a bit before, but have any of you done any like fun or interesting electives that you'd recommend? Um, I've done so many fun subjects. <laughs> mm. I, love, I mean, obviously it's 
they're always subjects that like I have a particular niche or like for so I don't know if everyone else finds it fun but um one subject I always recommend to people and I always recommend to my commerce friends to do as a brat um is a geography subject called global youth it's a second year subject so you can like plan to do it and everyone does really well in it like I think it's my highest grade ever and the lecturer is a lady called Jane Dyson who's incredible she's mm-hmm like so intelligent and she she does a lot of ground research worked in India um you have guest lecturers from a guy called Craig Di- um Craig Jeffrey um who's from I believe the Australia India Institute um so he does a lot of work out of India as well anyway the class is incredible it's all about um like geopolitical movement of youth and like what what being a young person looks like around the world essentially um and it's it's just like a really great class and what I found is that um that was the second year subject oh no it was the first year subject sorry and then last year basically the whole troop group from global youth moved on into like the follow-up subject for next year because everyone loves the class that much um so I recommend yeah it's it's from the school of geography and particularly Jane Dyson is the lady to look for whatever class she runs she's brilliant and everyone loves her um and i know she she takes on as students as well and she's in hot demand um so yeah anything by her i would recommend particularly if you get to do it as a brit because it's really really interesting and all the readings and all all the stuff you consume is basically her work which is fantastic which makes it nerve-wracking if you have to write about her work but um she's really passionate about it and she's really good at what she does yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, I might have to have a look at that subject, Bella, and change out of B-Law to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I my um, Brett subjects weren't that interesting because I've gone through the maths pathway. But um, one of the electives I did in commerce that was really great was a seminar in economics, I think it was called. Um, that's, yeah, it's offered in second semester each year, but it was really great because I went through, like, economic history and major themes and stuff like that that sounds really interesting yeah one of my um favorite subjects that I've done it was a first year elective called introduction to climate change and it was super interesting because it was like across a few different Mm. faculties like they had lecturers from like arts from commerce from like the science and geography departments which meant like it was just really interesting and varied and also like for me because I'm doing commerce it was a research essay which was a nice um change so I definitely recommend mm. that one now how did you both go about picking out your major um I didn't even think about it <laughs> I knew that I always wanted to major in politics so I was gonna do um politics and economics because you can double major in the two through arts so I thought about going into commerce and just doing economics and then I thought that was too boring <laughs> So I was like, <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do politics and then I'll major in economics as well. Except what ended up happening was I didn't do maths in high school. I dropped it in like year nine or something really silly <laughs> like that. And I did statistics, which doesn't really count as maths. And so when I tried to major in economics, the uni was like, you can't. I'm from I'm from New Zealand originally. I feel like that was context for that. Um, you could drop maths whenever you wanted to, and I so I couldn't major in economics because I didn't meet the year twelve maths requirement. Um, so that made that decision for me is that economics was gone, <laughs> which meant I was just doing politics basically. 
Awesome. Sounds like it's worked out well, though. Yes, my tip is if you want to do economics, you need to do math. Yes. Yeah, I thought it would have been different sort of coming through the arts pathway. They didn't require math. Well, so did I. I didn't I didn't do enough. Well, I thought statistics was going to count. I think that was my because there were only two types of maths. You did statistics or you did calculus. Mm. And most people did statistics like you sort of didn't do calculus unless you had a reason to be doing calculus. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't have any particular affinity towards calculus. Mm. Um, but yeah, the uni was like, we only take New Zealand calculus oh, as okay. a form of math. Yeah. Um, and then they said I'd have to do, I would have to have done like Calc 1 or something mm. first semester. And I like wasn't prepared to do that. No, yeah. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I do feel like that in those situations, there is always options to do like kind of bridging subjects and stuff. If yeah, you, you can do, you definitely yeah. can. You can, if you like really want to do the major, you're not stuck. Um, I could have done a bridging course or I could have done Calc 1. Um, I just didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, so starting uni, I didn't have much of an idea, to be honest. Um, I hadn't sort of tried any economics or finance subjects before. So I think it at the end of first year, when you get to try a subject in each sort of area, um, yeah, I just went with the ones that I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's also like the beauty of commerce. Like you really don't have to pick your major until second year. I was quite certain that I was going to major in accounting finance. Um, then I did a few of the accounting subjects and I immediately knew that it wasn't for me and like it was super simple to swap my major and that was in second year so yeah I think it's not something you have to stress about right at the start for sure. So how did you both find the transition from uni to school? I mean school to uni. <laughs> um, I think I have a funny story about this because <laughs> I, I obviously moved countries and then we hit the pandemic mm. and what have you so that was you know turbulent for everyone and I moved back home um and I came out of school like academically doing quite well and so I went into uni I think with like not an ego <laughs> but like I sort of thought I knew what I was doing and in my very first assignment ever I got like h3 like in the 60s or something mm. and I was like distraught <laughs> I was like Oh my God. And what was really funny about that was the reason that I did like not very well in it was because I refused to ask for help. Mm. Like I'd gone to the shoots and I didn't know what was going on. It was so different from school. Um, it was for anyone in arts. It was first year power, um, which yeah. is notoriously like ambiguous and a bit like just sort of random. And it's, it, it's like a capstone. You have to take mm -hmm. it. And I just like didn't ask for help at all. Like I never spoke to the tutor. I I think coming out of school, I'd spent so much time like talking to the teachers and making sure everything was right and getting them to check everything. And I did none of that because I just didn't know that you were allowed to do that in uni, that like you could just email the tutor and you could reach out and there like were avenues to, it wasn't even about having extra help. It was about just understanding the task. Like I effectively did the whole task wrong really. Mm -hmm. um, Anyway, that was my, yeah, my lowest grade at university ever was my first grade. Um, <laughs> so then it went up from there, but I feel like that was a good way to start. And I feel like that symbolized my transition in a lot of ways that it was, I, yeah, didn't understand what uni was or what it yeah. could be for a while, probably until like second semester of first year. Um, I think my WAM was the lowest it was first semester of year one. Yeah. Like that was like the lowest because I genuinely just didn't transition well into uni I think 
um, which is something I would, yeah, recommend people to do is to understand that there are, like you can reach out to tutors, like you should ask questions. Like it is like school in that sense, like you're not left on your own, um, which is what I thought was what I thought I just had to be really independent. Yeah, 100%. I feel like a lot of people kind of have that same issue. Like they probably move into uni and like start getting such worse grades than they're used to at school. Like I had somewhat of a similar thing and it was mainly just because like I was kind of used to people checking up on me like at school, like sort of like keeping me accountable, I guess, for doing my work. Um, And like without that at uni, I kind of just left everything a bit light. Um, (laughs) So I definitely recommend like keeping on top of everything if you can like staying engaged yeah no getting used to the more independent sort of style of uni and knowing when you can still ask questions is definitely a big transition but I think for us you know what I obviously noticed the most was when we transitioned to online Mm -hmm. um yeah definitely getting used to not having all the contact hours you would have for school but still being able to ask your tutors questions when you need and yeah knowing what sort of support there is in the subjects yeah, for sure. And I think like tutors and lecturers are genuinely so receptive to people asking questions usually because they're just like so excited to have people engaging with the subjects and the content, I think. Yeah, I found that particularly in arts, like a lot of those the lecturers and tutors in particular, like they've dedicated their entire academic lives to studying this topic and now they get to teach it. Um, and, you know, this is this is their thing. Like they love this, whatever, like whatever this is. Um, and you forget, like, they don't, for, for the most part, professors, they've chosen to be professors because they love their little niche. And Absolutely. if you love their little niche as well, they love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. I find particularly as you get, yeah, to the more, like, I guess, obscure subjects, it's even more so. Mm. It's like if you're in arts and you take, like, the geopolitical rise of China, like, that's someone's very specific niche they've spent 20 years studying. Like, they want you to ask. <laughs> So I guess with the transition into uni, how do you keep organised and stay on top of things? I'm probably not someone you should ask about being organised. <laughs> <laughs> I am very organised, I would say. Mm-hmm. I have three different methods of organisation. Wow. I have my Google Calendar. Mm-hmm. I have my hand diary, <laughs> my physical diary. And then I used my iPad as a monthly calendar. Wow. Um, Google Calendar is my favorite, though. I just transitioned to Google Calendar this year. I, I previously just used the, um, the like, Apple Calendar. Mm-hmm. But Google Calendar is really good. I've been liking it. <laughs> um, it, like, sends you little notifications about stuff, like, 10 minutes prior. Um, I don't know. That's probably really lame. Does it sync to your phone? Yeah, yeah. yeah so you you get the app and it syncs to your phone. Um, so you get a notification on your phone. Yeah, um, awesome. I don't know. It's great. I would recommend Google Calendar. And then the other thing would be is as soon as you get your um your sort of subject coordinator, like your the subject coordinator releases the guide for the subject, put in all the dates of your assessments in your calendar. Um or whatever you're keeping track of because I feel like it's just helpful like if someone says do you want to do this on this day and you go through just having like a sort of vague awareness of when stuff's going to be due and how big it is so I normally just write I'll go polls 2,000 words yeah 
so I know like that's kind of a lot of words that I need to learn <laughs> by that day yeah for sure um so then if I'm planning stuff around it mm-hmm. that's yeah I, I go through and put everything in at the start of the semester um I don't look at it much further than that but as long as you have like a date written down I feel like you feel more organized yeah I feel like that's helped me as well like writing down all the assessments just so I know like kind of when the busy weeks are coming up and like when I probably yeah. have to like start thinking a bit in advance for stuff yeah yeah no so mine's probably not as um sophisticated with the different calendars but um I'd say having a hard copy diary um is definitely definitely helps me and yeah same thing have to write down at the start of semester when assignments are due otherwise you just forget about them coming up yeah yeah. I think that other thing with online that I really liked last year was I'd like plan my whole day like by the hour. I saw this thing recently on TikTok that said apparently planning your whole day like by the hour, which sounds really fanatic, actually reduces mm. stress levels by like 50%. Don't quote me on that. I don't actually know that that's true. <laughs> but apparently if you like go, okay, like 7.30 to 8, wake up eight to I don't know mm. I feel like I sound really crazy now but apparently it really works like if you, even if you just like if you put in your calendar like from two to four I study it doesn't you don't even have to say what it's just that you've blocked out that chunk of time like that's that in your day yeah um particularly during exam yeah. period yeah and I, I reckon like especially in periods where I've been busy with work like I won't mm. like plan it by the hour but like I'll sort of block out nights where I'm like okay I'm gonna study yeah tonight. exactly yeah so I think that's super helpful even just so you know that like you are like setting aside some time and you're not gonna like book up every yeah. minute of your day with other stuff I guess yeah exactly you both might be a bit biased but what have you been involved with at uni <laughs> that you would recommend like in terms of extracurriculars banking on women (laughs) no so um but yeah honestly Bo has been great throughout uni um both to like sort of um get a better understanding of um like the finance industry and all that and also just to meet um like a great group of people otherwise I was also involved in 180 um consulting in first year and that was um, especially when we were online, that was a really great way to stay involved with uni. Um, funnily enough, I was the same as Gabby. I was in 180 as well, Ambo. Um, and then I also wrote for another club for a while, um, which was fun, uh, just for writing skills, I suppose. Um, yeah, I feel like getting involved, I wasn't in anything in my first year at uni. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, a lot of that was I was overseas at the time um, and we were all online and so I just didn't really know anything. Um, So I think one thing I would say is to get involved early. I feel like I was really scared and I like didn't, I didn't Mm. know anyone at the uni. I didn't know what Bo like 180 or anything like that was. I also didn't really know the value proposition. Like I didn't sort of understand why people were in them necessarily um, until probably, until I like, met people through college who were in things and they said that it was really great and that's when I got involved so I didn't get involved till second year actually so Mm -hmm. I definitely wish I'd been involved earlier um so yeah I think it sounds so cliche when you say like take every opportunity that's strong like get involved like I (laughs) hate to say that um but I think truly there are like really serious value propositions of being involved in clubs and then 
you know, both professionally and in terms of having a community. And I think, you know, something the pandemic's taught us is that community is really important and being involved in those sort of, in, in as sort of in as many communities as you can um, that are, are of interest to you is really important. Um, so yeah, I feel like it is really important to get involved and it's not, I think this can be like a stereotype that like it can make you really busy and what have you. And I probably didn't do a good job of just saying that I have three different organizational mechanisms, <laughs> but I feel like it is like really manageable with uni and everything. And it only enhances your degree, like your experience at uni. Um, and I think yeah. it may, like you're not really going to remember the classes you necessarily took and that kind of thing, but mm. you will remember the people you spent your time with you, you, at uni with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I definitely think getting involved with clubs is probably one of the best things I've done at uni. Another thing, if you're in commerce, to keep your eye out for, they run like a mentorship program through the Faculty of Business and Economics. And so you apply and kind of like write about like what you're kind of looking to do with your career, like where you're currently like thinking to go and they'll pair you with someone who's working in the industry that like kind of Mm. aligns with your interests. I haven't done it personally, but I know a lot of friends who've done it and they said it was super valuable. Like you have like quite regular catch-ups with your mentor. Um, And I just think, yeah, being able to have like that touch point in the industry is so useful. And I think what's really interesting is I did something the other day where like sort of a generic uni internships, like arts internships sort of email that I think gets sent to everyone in the politics degree came through. Um, And it was like for coffee catch-ups with people from like a firm that I'm particularly interested in. And I was like, Mm. I feel like those sort of emails get just sort of forgotten about and no one actually takes up the opportunity. Anyway, so I signed up for it and um, it was sort of like there was meant to be a coffee chat of four people who signed up and I ended up being the only one. So I had like a half hour session with someone that you would not be able to talk to otherwise through the uni and I didn't really have to do anything for it. And the opportunity was there. Like Like I'm sure it was emailed to the whole politics cohort um but yeah. yeah there was there were spots for three more kids in that and no one was there it was just me so I feel like a lot of that stuff and definitely in my first and even second year I was the person that was like ignoring those emails and didn't yeah like sign up <laughs> yeah immediately delete them <laughs> yeah exactly like I just didn't even register them as like I always sort of mm. think oh I sort of felt like I thought like oh they're like a bit of a waste of time like they're almost like a bit of like the uni just like trying to like offer different things and what have you but a lot of them are actually really really good yeah no absolutely I feel like there are so many opportunities even just like driven by the faculties themselves Mm, yeah for sure yeah like definitely keep it pay attention to those emails that get sent around I know it's very easy to ignore them but yeah there's some really cool stuff that they do um I know also that the uni kind of pairs every student up with an academic advisor so I think that's something that's super worthwhile as well yeah that started our year and it's definitely um I've definitely found it really helpful um it was great to chat through um my degree with my advisor and even talk about things like a potential honours year and stuff like that so they're definitely great opportunities yeah and so you have like regular check-ins with your advisor is that how it works yeah they do a in first year it's they're they're done it as a group but um yeah second and third year you have a zoom call each semester with your advisor and yeah it just gives you that extra connection to like the 
um, faculty yeah. and the degree. Yeah, and I think they're typically like lecturers or academics at the uni, so they're absolutely like such great, I guess, reference points and such great um, people to talk to throughout your degree. So where should students go if they need help throughout their degree? I mean, it depends what type of help. If you mean sort of like help and like administrative help, then stop one. Um, But again, with that, try and do that as early as possible because it's actually really hard to get an appointment with stop one Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, early in the semester. But I think if you need help like academically or even you just want to discuss pathways or options, a lot of the sort of, I mean, a lot of your lecturers are like really, I mean, I'm just speaking from an arts perspective. Mm they genuinely really care and like want to help yeah. um and then like your head of faculties and stuff are also really great um and I I feel like it seems really scary to reach out um but there's also just like a lot of up- like I know there's the past session it's called pair, ass- pair assisted study sessions and maybe it's just an arts thing but mm. um they offer them in pretty much every subject and it'll be a few students who got like H1 in the subject the year before um, and they get paid and you can go along to like an hour, two hour session and they'll help you like very specifically with the assessments um, and they're kids who did really well in the assessments last year and they have the marking schedule and all that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of opportunities for help if you like, just like keep looking out for them, I think, because they come through your emails and you need to sort of be reading them and checking them to find those opportunities I think yeah absolutely um yeah but I think stop one's always a good um first place to go because even Mm. if they can't help they can usually sort of refer you you to someone else Mm. I definitely have had like probably like 10 um like course planning appointments with them over the course of my degree yeah I had one and that was when they told me I couldn't do economics and then I was like okay (laughs) (laughs) so I because I came I transferred from another course so I had lots yeah. of credits um but then I decided I wanted to like rescind some of the credits and I unrescinded them so yeah yeah <laughs> I've been yeah. a regular at step one <laughs> they know you by name at one <laughs> yeah literally so what is something you wish you knew when you first started I definitely wish I knew that taking the opportunities that were given to me through the uni either through like clubs and societies and things like that was worthwhile um because mm-hmm. I genuinely sort of I didn't really go to a week in my first year um and like look at anything like I just I just I part, partly was because I was at college I think so I was like immersed in that so I just sort of saw that as my uni experience and didn't extend yeah. it into and I think particularly being online it was very easy to do that right like you would log on log off and that was that was your uni experience um mm. was just your shoots really so I think sure. that's definitely something that I wish I knew was that there were really, really great opportunities to be involved in, like, kind of anything, really. Like, you think a lot of the clubs are really incredible um, and the mm-hmm. opportunities they can connect you with. And um, it's a big step up from school in that sense, like, extracurricular-wise. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I wish I'd known that it was worthwhile earlier. I definitely feel like, yeah, and... The first year I wasn't really like doing a lot outside of studying but then like the more that I've sort of engaged with my degree like whether it's through like 
the programs that the faculty runs or through clubs and that kind of thing like mm. I've definitely gotten so much more out of it and also yeah I think it's helped provide me with a lot of clarity about like where I what direction I kind of want to take my degree in because yeah for sure. you know, like commerce and arts are both such broad degrees like mm. you know like going into it like it's I think it's very easy to just finish the three years and kind of just have a degree and not much else to show for it and I feel that genuinely being a part of the clubs I've been a part of so Mm -hmm. Bowen 180 has stepped me in the direction of like what I want to do for my career and going to uni I sort of had no idea what I wanted to do um I just knew that I found politics and like that sort of sphere interesting and I could write a half decent essay but that was about it (laughs) and I didn't really know how like like I could take those skills into anywhere <laughs> um and yeah. I fully credit like particularly the girls at Bow um a lot of like our alumni and stuff uh for just I don't know just watching them I suppose in lots of senses and seeing what mm. they do and the opportunities they take up um has really like I suppose the it's cliched as it is like broadened my horizons in a way or just like solidified like the opportunities that are there um and yeah I think I honestly credit a lot of that sort of like tangible career direction to Mm -hmm. clubs and societies rather than like my actual degree because my actual degree is just sort of fairly academic rather than um tangible in a lot of ways um I definitely agree with what you guys have said um using clubs as a um yeah way to explore what you can do after uni but also just more generally with uni I kind of wish I had more of a plan with subjects and the direction of my degree so I think having knowing to have a proper look at that at the start of first year um rather than waiting until second or third year to look at a proper study plan yeah that's actually true I tried to like double major in geography last year and I Mm. kind of like I could sort of make it work but I'd have to go back and do a first year subject um, and that was, yeah, I think, I think in that first sort of instance, when you first arrive at uni, everything's so overwhelming and new that you're not like thinking properly. You just sort of take, mm. well, I know I just took random subjects. Um, cause I thought <laughs> yeah. that would be really fun. Um, and it didn't set me up for like anything. <laughs> so I, I was, sort of, yeah. I think the same, I should have gone in with a better idea or at least even if, I think even if you don't have an idea what you want to major in or minor in or whatever, just mm. giving yourself or taking subjects that gives yourself like heaps of options um so I know yeah. like in arts you can take say you take three subjects that gives you the option to major in three different things for instance um mm-hmm. and then making sure that like follows up in the second semester so you still have options yeah because I don't think most people like really go into their first year knowing where they want to take even their degree or their no. career but yeah, yeah keeping your options open is definitely a good thing so I know when we move into second year um there sort of starts to be a lot of talk around internships. So it'd be great to talk through, I guess, like what's the go with internships and like any experiences we may have. When do internships usually happen and like when are you expected to apply? Um, applications to internships can come around really quickly in second year. I feel like, um, I mean, this is off the top of my head, but I think big four around March yeah, or April, but basically the very start of uni. So you've got to really be ready, I think, for those ones. Um, I know banking ones tend to then open up around June, July, I think, or shut around June, July. Um, But, yeah, those are for internships that will take place in the following summer. Um, I know. I don't know. I don't think commerce offices, but um, 
a lot of degrees. I know in arts is there's heaps there's like a volunteer one so you'd work for like an NGO um there's a parliamentary ones you work in parliament there's a public affairs ones so you can you pick you pick really anything um there's a community one so you'd intern at a sort of like a community-based organization um which is all really good because you get to do it during your semester and get credits for it and you pop it on your cv like any other internship um so it's, I think, I'm pretty sure, I know for a fact design does, arts does, and I feel like science has it as well. Um, yeah, I think there is a commerce one mm. as well. Um, I know in, I know so in yeah, arts and design, they're like very big thing. There is, I will say there's quotas on it though. Um, so I know that a lot of them take the yeah. top whatever number of students, like you have to apply. Yeah. That would be the only catch. Yeah. But again, that's something like I remember when I was in first year, that's something I decided that I'd like to do and mm-hmm. work towards that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that, like, yeah, also outside of, like, the big recruiting cycles and stuff, there's also so many other opportunities pop mm. up, like, the, you know, the one through uni. So I think that even if you, like, miss out on, like, the main, it's not <laughs> the end of the world, like, mm. other things will pop up. Um, like, I know from one of my internships, I the, the recruitment had closed, like, six months prior. Um, and I actually just like went to a banking on women event and ended up getting the interview through that. So there's always opportunities like pop up. So I guess yeah. that's again, like another that's reason true. to sort of stay engaged with like clubs and events because mm. yeah, things just pop up, I think. Yeah. And also usually they'll expect you to apply in penultimate year, but I think a lot of people extend their degree, whether that's by doing honors or just like underloading yeah. So you don't have to feel like you've missed out if you don't apply in your second year of your degree either. Mm. Um, and how do you go about finding internships? Like I know we've sort of touched on a couple pathways, but are there any other things you'd keep your eyes out for? I think looking out for what different clubs are promoting. Um, mm-hmm. Like we'll mm. advertise the internships our and application processes our sponsors are running. Um, yeah. And that's a great way outside of like you mentioned the normal cycles that's a great way to see ones like um they'll often be like different like women in finance sort of opportunities yeah um, yeah so yeah definitely important to look out for those for sure I think yeah a lot of the big uni clubs sort of have newsletters which is super useful to sign up for because like I know for me like that was super useful to have a weekly reminder of when um things are closing <laughs> and also like I found that honestly going into my degree, I had no idea of the options available to me. But even just like by being involved with clubs, like I saw people around me applying. So I was like, mm. like better apply now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I definitely think that's another benefit of getting involved for sure. So if you don't get an internship, are you still able to get like a graduate job or is that the end? <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of places will take grads on. Um Definitely isn't the end of the world if you don't get an internship, I don't think. Um, you can always go for grad roles and, um, yeah, I mean, help, getting an internship is helpful. But I think also the main bit with it with that is it lets you see the sort of work before you go into it as a grad. Yeah. Um, Try before you buy. Yeah. <laughs> you can see if you actually <laughs> enjoy it and, um, yeah, not just go full time straight mm-hmm. off. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. I think there's still so many graduate opportunities available if you don't 
mm. uh, do an internship throughout your degree. So do either of you have any final tips for students starting out their time at uni? I think just make the most of the yeah. three years. It goes by really quickly. I don't know if Bella thinks the same, but going into your final year now, um, yeah, have a try and make the most of you of you of your uni experience. Yeah, and I think one of the things that's I don't know. I think for me, I really love studying what I study, and this will probably want to be. It'll be one of the few times in my life I get to study something really interesting. Um, like as a full-time thing unless I ever wanted to go into academia or whatever obviously you can definitely do that um but I like I don't think that's the path I'm going to go down but it is something I think could be really great although it's probably not what I'm going to do so I think you know if you really do love what you study try and think of it like that rather than thinking of it as a chore um yeah because like yes writing 200 like two and a half thousand words is awful but at the same time Mm -hmm. it probably is going to be one of unless you go on to further study going to be one of the mm. last times in your life that you get to really just enjoy like get to it's it's, it's such a privilege yeah. to learn such a high level I think and yeah it's going to be one of the few times in your life you do get to do this um without you know the stress of work and family and things like that um because otherwise you know you, you have to you, you learn for pleasure um mm. so yeah I think trying to think of it like that is really great and I mean it it comes easier particularly if you like what you study yeah absolutely absolutely now to finish off have either of you been reading watching or listening to anything you'd recommend to the audience I like to say that I'm a big reader but (laughs) that's more during summer than anything else but I read recently um if anyone (laughs) my top author is Sally Rooney so any books by her um, I read Conversations with Friends recently. That was really, really good. Yeah. So another really good book is Love and Virtue, and it's by an Australian author called Diana mm-hmm. Reed. and it's actually about a young girl starting her arts degree at University of Sydney. And it was written very, very recently. Um, and I, th- I believe the author herself graduated from UCID, and the girl goes into college there, and there's – it's – I don't know it's really well written because it's quite it's quite a modern read so for those of us still in uni I think it resonates well with sort of particularly if you're in an art degree or something like that she talks about um or the, the protagonist sort of talks about how she has like all these challenges like morally with like her friends and with her degree and I mean it turns rogue because she has like a relationship with her professor which I'm not sure that that's that related but <laughs> it, it is a good it's a really good read and they say anyway Diana Reid has been compared to Sally Rooney that's what I so she's a young Sydney woman I believe anyway yeah those two books really good <laughs> yeah awesome I'll have to put them on the list yeah I'll have to read those two I think um but yeah, same sort of thing. Normally I read throughout the summer and just had a busy summer, so I haven't actually read anything recently. I think podcasts, my favourite is, is Botox. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. That brings us to the end of another episode. So thanks so much for joining us, girls. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks, Imogen. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bo Talks. Please do follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Banking on Women. Thank you, everyone. Bye.